Welcome everyone to P4. I'm Evan Nixon and I'm just chilling in my car recording again. Hey, if it works, it works. Uh, my 2009 Honda Civic is quickly becoming P4 headquarters. Uh, I kind of like it actually. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about a very, very special game. It's only right for me to make this the first episode. So I'm going to articulate this the best that I can. Uh, this game is the closest I've come to falling in love with a non-living object. <laughs> uh, to me, it just does everything so perfectly that it hits me at an emotional level. Uh, to me, it's a master class of perfection. Let's get into it. R4 Ridge Racer So just a little bit of how this game pertains to my childhood. Uh, none of my friends growing up had any Ridge Racer games, uh, even though it was a really popular franchise. It seemed to be really niche uh, within my circle of friends for some reason. The very first time I ever saw Ridge Racer Type 4 in any form or fashion was actually in a Toys R Us catalog. Uh, we used to get them every season, and this particular issue was around my birthday actually, so... Uh, it was commonplace for me to get the Sharpie and just start circling the games that I wanted, which seems to, you know, 80% of the book was just marked up, which is just hilarious showing your parents that. And they're just like, uh, I'm not buying you all these games, but, um, games like Super Smash Brothers, Crash Team Racing, uh, Tony Ox Pro Skater, Beetle Adventure Racing, Driver, You Are the Wheelman, uh, are just some that were out at the time. But amongst all those was Ridge Racer Type 4, and I definitely remember seeing that cover art with Ocelot Basante in the yellow background. I remember my brother actually pointing at it, and he was like, you know what, that's a really good game. But unfortunately, I wasn't really into racing games back then, with the exception of Crash Team Racing, and well, we had Need for Speed 2, but I was terrible at it, and I didn't find myself revisiting that until like way later in life. For the most part, I was very much a Crash Bandicoot kid, and those Aki wrestling games on the Nintendo 64 were also, like, really popular with me, and Croc Legend of the Gobos, so because of my particular preferences back then, I missed out on a lot of the racing genre, but of course it's still cool that I can experience all these for the first time as an adult, so better late than never. Fast forward from 1999 to 2012, I was doing really well in college, and I was in the middle of a Christmas and New Year's break. And I'm not really sure how this happened, but I just really, really wanted to play a racing game, which is odd because even then I wasn't into racing games at all. But I just kind of had that feeling and I wanted to find a good racing game and just kind of get lost into it. So what I did was I went on Google and I just typed in, you know, top 10 PS1 racing games. And uh, uh, I found a list on there and I basically clicked the first one and I figured that would be a good place to start. I can't remember which website wrote the article, but placed at number one was Gran Turismo 2, which of course is no surprise to anybody. But I'm generally more into arcade racers as opposed to simulation, so respectfully I skipped the GT series as a suggestion. But placed at number two on the list was R4. So I looked it up on YouTube and I thought, oh my god, this is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a PS1 game, but I find it so charming when it, you see a console with limitations do that well. And, you know, being a graphic designer in college, the UI design particularly was very amusing and inspiring in itself, away from just the gameplay and the look of the game. But after taking a deep dive into viewing all that stuff, I realized this is exactly what I was subconsciously looking for. So pretty much right after that, I bought a copy on Amazon, and uh, I have the exact date here in which I placed the order. It was December 29th of 2012, and I believe I received it on January 4th of 2013. 
as time went on, I played it more and more and more, and I kept finding myself just genuinely just in awe over and over again. The graphics, the handling, the music, the team storylines, the cars, not to mention this game includes uh, the first Ridge Racer game with 60 frames per second, which is really, really cool. And the game is just a perfect package. And I just, <laughs> I continuously just feel blessed it exists. Deciding which type of cars to use was interesting. I slowly migrated from grip cars to drift cars because once you get better at the drift mechanic, you start to understand that you're able to keep a more constant speed and become more dominant. Although grip cars handle better on the turns, they don't necessarily keep a constant speed on the really tight ones. My favorite tracks in the game are Wonder Hill and Phantom Mile. Well, Wonder Hill's design and sky color just puts me in a really good mood. <laughs> uh, it just feels really nice. Uh, it's really challenging too when you're using the dig racing team. Phantom Mile, on the other hand, is just a really fun track that's very short and difficult to master. I just really enjoy it. There are 321 vehicles in the game total. One weird thing is that if you want to unlock all the cars, you deliberately need to underperform and place third or second place to get the inferior car models. It would have been much more efficient if the cars were just given to you by default when you get all the first places in every race. I never could find myself sandbagging intentionally, so when I play, I just do the best that I can in every race. Although I like the idea of collecting cars, collecting all the cars is a tedious grind I'm not willing to partake in. I took to Twitter and posted a poll asking which of the four race teams is their favorite. There were 79 votes total. It's hard to distinguish why people picked the teams that they did. Now, is this an attributal thing, a paint job thing, or maybe they like the game that's associated with the team? So it's hard to say, but regardless, here's the results. Dig Racing Team, 10.1%. Racing Club, Micro Mouse Mappy, 16.5%. Racing Team Savalu, 34.2%, and Pack Racing Club, 39.2%. This is a good segue to talk about the individual race teams. Coming in last place is the Dig Racing Team. Now, this team is often regarded as hard mode for a good reason. The cars, for the most part, are simply underpowered. The team has cut back on funding, and it's up to you to overcome adversity. The manager of the team, Robert Christman, seems to be discouraged about your abilities, but it's fun to prove him wrong. The team colors are baby blue, and the team is named after the 1982 arcade game Dig Dug. They're an American-based team. By the way, I love how the abbreviation for the Dig Racing Team is DRT, which is an abbreviation of itself for dirt. I just thought it was a really, really clever thing that they did. And to add to the cleverness, the nature of the game Dig Dug has you digging. Get it? Underdog Dig Dug. The people that voted for the Dig Racing Team quite obviously picked them for the challenge above all. It's so satisfying winning races with that team. Coming in at third is Racing Club Micro Mouse Mappy. On the opposite side of the spectrum, this team is often regarded as easy mode. The cars tend to control very well while still keeping a good speed. I playfully call this career path the Real Ridge Racing Dating Simulator. If you play through with this team, you know what I'm talking about. The colors are pink, baby blue, and white. They're a French-based team. Visually, these are actually my favorite cars in the game. I have a Micro Mouse Mappy sticker on the back of my car. Coming in second is Racing Team Savalu. They're the defending champions. Led by Enki Gilbert, he expects nothing but the best from you. Their cars are widely regarded as the fastest in the game. Tuning is concentrated on top speed and acceleration, risking maneuverability. The team colors are silver and dark blue. The team is named after the 1983 arcade game Exevius, Savalu being the name of the ship that you play as in the game. They're an Italian-based team. And coming in first, we have the Pack Racing Club led by Shinji Yazaki. They're the newest club to enter the Real Racing Routes 99. These cars are in the intermediate level. The car colors are dark red, yellow, and black. They're a Japanese-based team. Now, my theory of them coming in first place on the poll is that they're great all-around tuned cars, and they reference a very cool brand that is Pac-Man. 
Let's talk about the music. The Namco sound team led by Kota Takahashi collaborated to make this legendary jazz-centric soundtrack that quite frankly is so good, I can't even put it into words. Namco was so impressed with Takahashi's work for Ace Combat 2 that they had him lead the sound design for R4. Here's a couple samples from the Ace Combat 2 soundtrack for good measure. One of the cool things about my car is that it actually still has a CD player. <laughs> Just a second, let me pop it in. So good. I was listening to the R4 soundtrack one evening and I decided to make a portrait of Takahashi in that cool cartoon anime style like it is in the game. So I worked on it like all weekend and eventually I showed him and he made it his profile picture. It was such a cool little moment where someone that has inspired you in the past all of a sudden is inspired by you in the present. If you're a fan of Ridge Racer, please check him out on Twitter. He's doing the best he can to resurrect the franchise and he himself provided the theme for me to use for this podcast. On Twitter, he's Kota09, that's K-O-H-T-A-09, and on there you'll find all the links to his awesome work. During December of 2019, I was binging R4 and wondered later that week if there are any cool podcasts that discuss, you know, anything Ridge Racer or anything retro racing for that matter. I looked for a while and I really couldn't find anything, and then all of a sudden I see this little thumbnail that says Time Extend, <laughs> but it was in like the old Ridge Racer style logo, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah! It's such a nice feeling when you find a community of people that love the same things you do despite how outdated they are. All of a sudden, the irrelevant is relevant again. Let's get into some tidbits and fun facts. Executive producer Sigiro Yokoyama was interviewed in a February 1999 issue of official U.S. PlayStation magazine. Here are a couple notable answers I wanted to read off. He states that the game took 18 months to develop. The number one goal was to make the best racing game possible, and he drives a beat-up SUV. Kamara Lovelace, the vocalist for the intro track titled One More Win, had a hit single in 1998 called Circles. It spent a week at number one on the Dance Music Club play chart. She later released an album containing 11 different versions of the song, but yeah, that's how she got noticed and hired by Namco. The JogCon is an official grayish-black controller by Namco with a force feedback wheel on the bottom center. It was included with a special edition package of the game. The dial on the controller was the first force feedback steering wheel available on the PlayStation. Its name was derived by the action of jogging, a dial like those found on some VCRs and the action of putting this on a controller. I've yet to find someone that has this controller as their preferred way to play the game. I've come across one of these at a retro game store that I frequent. It's actually a really nice, well-built controller. However, I can't see myself getting used to using that wheel. R4 is also compatible with the NegCon. For those that are unfamiliar, the NegCon controller is connected by a swivel joint, allowing the player to twist the halves relative to each other. I've never used this controller either, but people seem to like this one much more than the JogCon. The Giant Eagle, if you press left, right, right, right before the countdown starts on the track Heaven and Hell, it'll trigger a Giant Eagle that swoops down and flies through the track. 
The spoiler decal on the DRT tuned Lizard Nightmare differs from the US, Europe, and Japanese versions. The Japanese version has death and sacrifice written on the top. Jesus, that sounds like a Children of the Corn movie. <laughs> uh, while the international versions has Nightmare and Lizard instead. There's a promotional t-shirt that was released, I believe, when you pre-ordered the game. There's a very odd and strange screen cap of ECW wrestler The Sandman wearing the shirt during a show taping. I have no idea why or how this happened, but it's awesome. For those who don't know who The Sandman is, he's a hardcore legend wrestler from the 90s and the early 2000s. He throws people through flaming tables, hits people with kendo sticks and barbed wire bats, that sort of thing. The game includes support for the Sony Pocket Station, allowing the player to unlock cars in the game between other people. However, the Pocket Station was only released in Japan. Here's a sequence of stuff I've noticed on my own that I wanted to share. In the title of Ridge Racer Type 4, there are a total of four R's. So there's Ridge, that's one, then Racer, that's two more. And if you spell out four, there's an R at the end of that, so that's a total of four R's. In the 2001 movie, The Glass House, my mom actually rented this when I was a kid and I really liked it. Basically what happens is these parents die and then their kids get put up for adoption and then the people that adopt them are like these crazy rich people. Towards the beginning of the movie, they're showing these kids their new room in their new house. And in the boys' room, there's a PlayStation and an N64 and a bunch of games scattered. And the boy picks up a game, and it's R4. And I knew it right off the bat. I just thought it was super interesting. Because the movie's not showcasing the game. It's just a random game he picks up, and he's looking at the back cover of it. And even when the movie came out, this game was two years old. So it's just kind of a, a funny coincidence. I'm sure there are a few people that have noticed this too, but in Ridge Racer 7 on the Seaside Route 765, the big screen before the tunnel, if you wait long enough, it actually plays the intro movie to Rage Racer and R4. There's no audio, it just plays the video. I think this is a good spot for a closing thought. So, I can't simp for this game any more than I already have. All I'm going to say is that at least to me, this is a perfect racing game, and if by any chance you haven't experienced it yet, you should. I guarantee you won't regret it. If you're on social media and you want to spy on me, I'm Evan Nixon Type 4 on Twitter and Braver Grave on Instagram. Thank you all so much for hanging out with me. I'll catch you next time. Bye.